0: Are you satisfied with your understanding of sustainability? If not, like me, imagine a journey together, a pluralistic one, with innovators, startup, academia, NGO, all together looking for solutions to the greatest challenge of our time. I'm Samuel Tini, and this is The Sustainability Journey. Welcome to another episode and today I'm thrilled to go and discuss with one of the pioneers of the B Corp movement in India. Actually, the first impact investing firm to be granted the B Corp certification, Caspian, and we do it with Avishek Gupta, who is the Managing Director and CEO of Caspian Debt, one of the two divisions, and we'll discuss about that. Avishek, thank you so much for being here with us today.
1: Thank you, Samuel. Uh, thank you for inviting me on your podcast. It's a pleasure to be here and thank you for the opportunity. Avisek, I'm really thrilled because
0: a big corp in India, that is that now you will become soon the first economy in the world. You are the, the engine of the emerging market. But before going there, I want to discuss about you. What is your journey? How you have become a change maker in sustainability?
1: I am currently the managing director and CEO of Caspian Debt, uh, which uh, is focused on uh, providing capital to companies and businesses that work towards creating positive social and environmental impact. Before becoming the managing director and CEO of Caspian Debt, I have been with Caspian for close to nine years now. I I joined as an investment manager and uh, over a period of time, uh, essentially grew the business uh, to the scale that it currently is. I have personally been uh, passionate about creating change uh, using business as a tool. So even before Caspian, uh, used to work with another uh, organization, uh, which is now called Dwara Holdings, which is one of the largest Uh, or most innovative financial inclusion focused uh, holding companies in India. I worked with them for about six and a half years across multiple verticals. So uh, I used to, uh, for example, I helped set up a structured finance vertical for making it easier for social enterprises doing small business lending or affordable housing finance to get access to capital market financing. So I, I helped build that desk there. Prior to that, I was managing a portfolio of companies that were solving problems in different rural supply chains like dairy, uh, agri, clean energy, water and sanitation, and so on. Uh, I started my career building a dairy supply chain company that uh, was providing technology solutions to rural financial institutions uh, to enable the rural financial institutions to offer cattle insurance and cattle health care packages to dairy farmers living in remote rural india and and we did this across three states was reasonably successful but we unfortunately had to fold up because of our lack of funds and this was uh, you know several years ago close to 15 years ago uh, when uh, venture funding in ag tech was not cool. Otherwise, this would have been an ag tech, tech company back then, and God knows how much funding it would have raised. My background academically is uh, that I did my MBA in rural management uh, from the oldest Indian college in in rural management space called the Institute of Rural Management, Anand. Uh, I happen to be a dairy technology, so I've done a B.Tech in Dairy Technology and a Master's in Dairy Chemistry before doing the MBA from Institute of uh, Rural Management. So I am somebody who has always been associated with rural and development uh, academically and uh, you know professionally.
0: This is wonderful, Abhishek. You can see the purpose already embedded and the work that you have started at the grassroots level and now you are enabling. The positive change with the impact that Caspian is delivering and I want to ask what is the the problem now that we are facing and trying to solve you no know, investment for social environmental
1: impact and how you are trying to solve it first of all uh, you know if, if, when it comes to the world of investments and uh, corporate finance I think long back uh, the uh, you know the economists and the market players have simplified the role of uh, business entities to a great extent. And they've simplified it to saying that whatever a business should do should be for the benefit of the shareholders. Whatever an investment manager should do is to give better returns to the investors. Unfortunately, all of this is limited to financial returns. Nobody really had the conversation about social and environmental because it was complex. But I think that simplification has led to a situation where for decades, uh, we have lived in a world where people are just focused on financial returns and they're kind of uh, not considering the social and environmental impact of the businesses, uh, when in reality, every business has that impact. If you look back in ancient history, uh, the way humans led their lives there was always this consideration for the community in which you operate and the society in which you operate. Unfortunately, I think uh, this simplification of uh, economics and uh, business goals uh, in in probably 30 or 40 years ago uh, led to a situation uh, where it made things easier for people to track and uh, invest in but it also ignored a lot of things. So the problem, primary problem for us is to be able to identify a reasonable volume of capital that is actually aware of the fact that if you want to get, you know, long-term viable returns, it means that you have to take social and environmental aspects into consideration. Unfortunately, that doesn't come naturally to, uh, you know, major sources of capital. Most traditional sources of capital wants to keep it simple and very uh, uni, uh, you know, I would say monodirectional with a focus only on financial returns. I think that's a mindset issue. That's the big, big problem. But so that's a problem on the uh, side of capital. On the other side, uh, essentially, if you look at countries like India, especially the entire developing world, and now increasingly, even the developed world, issues of Uh, inequality and lack of access to essential products and services are at such low levels that quality of life and over a period of time, the overall success of the economy is hampered. Uh, You mentioned a little while ago is that uh, India has one of the largest populations, which is true. But, you know, from a productivity or value contribution perspective, Uh, It is not there. A lot of uh, efficiencies get wasted because a lot of us uh, do not get the appropriate opportunities. Uh, We do not get the cushion of appropriate essential services or support. It is necessary, unfortunately, for a population as large as this to get access to such facilities. Only then they can grow and in turn the country and the overall economy as a whole uh, to grow. The government alone cannot do it. I I think government has a big role to play, but uh, it is limited by resources. And I think that is where the role of businesses becomes important to contribute towards that. It is well understood that businesses will do it in a sustainable way. Uh, They they can't do it like a non-profit. Uh, There are, of course, some aspects of social support that need to be done through the non-profit way. Anybody who says that, Nonprofits are not needed is actually lying in my opinion but a significant part of you know improving lives has to be done in a sustainable way through businesses which take into consideration how am i impacting the lives of people who work in my company how am i impacting the lives of people who buy product and serve or utilize services of my company how i uh, how am i impacting the environment Uh, These kinds of considerations need to come, which makes it more complex. See, if, if I look at it from the perspective of a small business that is trying to do all of this, life gets very complex for that person. How is it? So the other problem that we have is how can we help such people simplify their goal setting so that they can include not just the financial returns, but also the social and environmental returns in the way how they judge the success of the business so can a lot more number of companies enterprises judge the success of the business by not just looking at the financial numbers but also the social and environmental impact numbers is a problem that we are dealing with and we want to kind of work towards making that easier because the overall social and environmental problems that india faces be it poverty be it malnutrition be it you know gender inequality be it You know, lack of access to opportunities, uh, poor economic growth, all of that is pretty well known to everybody. And while uh, we can't solve all problems, uh, businesses can play an important role by uh, adopting an approach where they look at their success as a combination of financial, social and environmental uh, returns. And this
0: is really interesting. You can see the complexity and the world. And in all of that, to be an enabler of this ecosystem, to help businesses really go in and solve the problem you just mentioned in India and beyond, here come Caspian.
1: How Caspian can be a catalyzer of change? How it works? Caspian as a group is 20 years old. We started back in 2004, 2005 as the first domestic Equity investor and urban microfinance in India. So uh, back then, if you look at microfinance in India, it was mostly very local, uh, regional, focused on rural and primarily driven by nonprofits under some program supported by the government or some agent you know multilateral agencies the low income households did not live only in specific geographies in India they across the country but those services were not available to them so uh, we uh, Caspian set up the first domestic microfinance equity fund called the bellwether microfinance fund back then that is how it started we were the first investors institutional investors in uh, some of the small finance banks of today. They started off as microfinance institutions. So, companies like Ujjivan, Janalakshmi, Arohan, uh, Sonata, Equidas, we were very early. I mean, in, in the first few names that I mentioned, we were the first institutional investors in those companies. Those companies have today grown and some of them got listed, some of them are now banks, uh, and so on. So, that is how we started. Over the years, uh, uh, we've actually used that experience to uh, seed and create new markets. So, we were the first investors in urban microfinance in India, first investors in affordable housing finance in India through Micro Housing Finance Corporation. Uh, we were the first investors in affordable school, private school finance in India. Uh, through companies like India School Finance Company and and things like that, we were set up, and we were set up by this gentleman named uh, Mr. Vishwanath Prasad. And uh, when he set it up, along with uh, investors, uh, kind of like-minded investors, the goal was to initially to build markets which were not kind of attended to by commercial capital providers, and build markets, take them to a scale where commercial market then starts getting interested in. Uh, you know these industries so microfinance for example now is an industry where mainstream commercial investors have started coming in um, uh, so our origins are that equity and uh, uh, you know impact focused businesses we are not a, a general purpose uh, equity investor we invest only in businesses that create positive social and environmental impact that's the purpose of our existence so while we were doing a lot of these equity investments we realized that in the impact space For companies operating across different sectors, not just in financial institutions or financial inclusion, but in sectors like food and agri, clean energy, healthcare, education, all these areas which have a direct social impact. And all these areas where a lot of, I mean, in a way, a lot of businesses needed to be set up to deal with the issues that we were facing, either on the social or environmental side. Few entrepreneurs were showing the interest as well. But they were not getting the support of loans or debt from local, you know, traditional lenders. So we realized that that's a gap. And that was also a market opportunity for somebody like us to provide support to these typical first-generation entrepreneurs. Building asset-light businesses that is trying to solve a social and environmental problem in uh, one of the sectors that I mentioned. The way in which they want to build a business, it is, even though they are not poor quality businesses... By design, they are not suitable for a traditional lender to make loans to them. So we tried to address that problem. And uh, that is where Caspian Debt was set up. So Caspian today has uh, two arms. One, Caspian Equity, which continues to make investments and equity investments into uh, different types of opportunities in the impact space. I run the Caspian Debt business, which is focused on providing customized debt and quasi equity to companies uh, working towards positive impact. Over the last eight years, we have financed close to 230 social enterprises, startups and financial institutions across sectors like, uh, uh, you know, of course, microfinance, small business finance and affordable housing finance, that's on the financial institution side. But a much larger number of companies are in the space sectors like food and agriculture, clean technologies, affordable education, affordable health care, water, sanitation, uh, and uh, so on. What we essentially do is uh, uh, we uh, specialize in creating the legal vehicles into which we raise capital from different source types of capital providers so we've got dfi supporting us uh, development finance institutions we've got impo- impact investors putting in capital we've also raised capital from pure mainstream commercial capital providers who don't care about impact as well we've got support from foundations who provide soft capital so we've taken capital from multiple sources put it all together and then driven the money as debt to high-impact businesses. I'll give you a few examples of the kind of businesses that we fund, but basically figuring out uh, how to blend all this money and drive it to high-impact businesses, which otherwise wouldn't have got funded by the traditional sources. So that is how we kind of catalyze driving capital into high-impact uh, opportunities. It's really important this because the two arms
0: and the work that you are doing, especially as you mentioned, and that is also my experience here, Many of the social enterprises that are really working even maybe at the grassroots level, it's very difficult, as you mentioned, to go to a traditional lender and to build that credit history. And that's why people like you and the work you are doing, is really a catalyzer for change and, and the work. And I'm really interested now also the people that are listening to us, they want to see some of the success story of this work, of this almost now, wow, we are close to 20 years of uh, work now. Can you share some impact stories with
1: us? The fact that we were able to create multiple new markets of, say, for example, urban microfinance, affordable housing finance, affordable school finance and debt into social enterprises. These are four markets which were unaddressed by capital providers. Nobody has really been able to build scale in this. I think our success as an organization is basically being able to build each of these uh, 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 markets. Uh, If you talk about specific companies that we funded from the very first uh, fund, uh, companies like Ujiwan, today it is a small finance bank, earlier it used to be a microfinance institution was one of the first professionally managed, nationally scaled uh, microfinance institutions. So that is a tremendous success story. We were the first institutional investors. And uh, essentially, it is because of Caspian's check that the company further then got a license, uh, NBFC license to do the uh, microfinance work in India. And it, it kind of started off from there. And I would count... Uh, Ujivan as uh, one of the uh, earliest success stories. When it comes to the debt business per se, and, and there are other companies like say Micro Housing Finance Corporation, which was the first domestic affordable housing finance company focused on micro mortgages. It got acquired by another entity uh, a couple of years ago. So you would normally think that why would anybody want to lend to, for example, the maid or the taxi driver or uh, an employee in a local uh, uh, local shop? Why would anybody lend to them to buy a home? Uh, Nobody does uh, in the traditional uh, housing finance market, but this company basically established the processes and systems of being able to do it and do it well with a good credit quality, right? So, and you would also assume that, you know, this is something that is done uh, with a good heart and charity, but they established a commercially viable model, which which was why they were acquired by uh, a commercial entity. On the debt side, I would, uh, again, it's because we don't own these companies or we are not a shareholder in these companies. I don't know how much of a success we can claim on individual companies, but I'll give you a sense of uh, the range of uh, kind of companies that we work with. So if you look at our portfolio on one end, you will find uh, there's a poultry company, a company which is a farmer producer company owned by women farmers who do backyard poultry. Uh, so very small scale. So the company is run by women. They have a brand. They sell uh, eggs. Uh, we basically started funding them in the middle of COVID, right? When COVID struck and they had troubles, we decided to go and uh, make them alone. This uh, entity is, like I said, run by women. They are tribal women living in tribal regions in one of the poorest states in India called Jharkhand. It's not in the areas where you get a lot of opportunities easily. It's a difficult terrain, Right. That is where this company has uh, set up. So that is on one end. On the other end, we have, for example, till about uh, uh, you know, some time ago, uh, we were funding this uh, Internet of Things company, uh, which was helping factories save on water and chemicals. So it's a, a technology company. They basically put sensors in the factory at different locations to help the company save on water and chemicals. Uh, right. It is a company that is co-founded by a woman. So that's the other extreme of impact. So, you know, from that perspective, but it is a company that is leading to resource efficiency savings and is led by a woman, which are one of the themes that we are very passionate about. I mean, how do you bring gender lens into anything that we do? How do you bring about gender equity, you know, in the process of us making these investments?
0: Well, I can see the wide and span of your work and the impact also that you are having. Not only at the highest level now, commercial bank and now the biggest company, but also with the women at, at the grassroots level, but they are transforming their lives and empowering them. Even as you said, in areas that are not the, or the Mumbai or Bangalore or other, but really the rural India. And those are the impact and lending to the people that are unbankable in a way. I can see this work and for your example and your passion. I can see how you put together profit, of course, in one end, because as you say, you are a sustainable business now for 20 years, but also purpose. And this comes at the core of what the B Corp movement is and how, you know, the business for good and how the, the movement of transformation of capitalism, really not looking just, as you say, shareholders, but even the broad stakeholder and the community. So you have been now for many years a B Corp, You have been also best for the awards, 2018, 2019. So, but you are not, let us say, in Vermont or California, the traditional states, we might say B Corp, of the UK, you are in India. So how, why, which are the motivation, which are the advances, why you have been, you have decided to be a pioneer of the movement in India?
1: Being a B Corp actually doesn't have any tax benefits or financial benefits in India. It has in the US and I think in some uh, uh, some states of U.S. and some place, uh, some countries in Europe, but in India, there is no separate recognition. So uh, we've not done it for financial benefits. We've done it because uh, when, uh, you know, so in whatever we do, we try to make sure that uh, uh, impact is at its core, right? So, and uh, it's not always easily understood unless you spend reasonable amount of time with us to understand what we do, uh, you know, even though we pro- we'll probably speak for about 20 minutes or na- now, You will get a good sense, but you will not get a good enough sense. And uh, it is for somebody like you who understands this space uh, that you will be able to understand much more. But a lot of the the traditional financial sector folks, it's difficult for them to figure out what it is, right? So one of the reasons why we did this was uh, we wanted to make sure that everybody who an outsider who interacts with us understands what we do. Through the certification because the certification does its own marketing and promotion and it it has established itself and I think there is a decent amount of recognition on what the certification what having that certification means right so I think. In a way, we wanted to make our life easier and uh, to, in the process of communicating to others what we stand for. Of course, after somebody sees that we are a B Corp, like you saw, found us, they ask us other detailed questions and they then understand what all we do. But B Corp essentially help us to kind of in, in a, with a simple emblem, uh, communicate what we stand for or what we want to do. Uh, and and when it comes to external part external people it can be multiple types it could be investors uh, for sure but what we thought would be more interesting for us is to make sure that as the company grows as our organization grows we are able to attract the right kind of people who understands that this is an organization if i work for this organization only financial returns is not going to be uh, the of primary importance financial returns is important but there are several other things that i want to uh, you know make it important i will get to work in an organization that promotes collaboration that considers the impact of each of our work on the people around us uh, an organization that considers its impact on the employees and other stakeholders very unlike typical traditional companies where the shareholders are the primary focus so i think for us getting to it might sound a little uh, arrogant but reality is the whole impact aspect and the fact that impact and business can go hand in hand uh, unfortunately is not clearly understood by majority of the uh, majority people uh, it is understood by a limited set of people and we want to attract such people uh, and and by doing by using the b certification i think uh, we've been able to clearly communicate uh, um, uh, that message in a growing company. So I think those were the two uh, major reasons. We didn't have a, that kind of a certification in India, so we chose uh, B Corp certification. Uh, we've actually been recognized by several uh, uh, agencies uh, for our uh, you know things like data transparency or our impact-oriented work. But uh, this certification essentially gave us the opportunity to codify what we do uh, into that simple emblem and uh, make everybody aware, a- every new person who comes across us, aware as to what we stand for. And Avishak,
0: what you said, it's really also part of what I've done in my research and there were some, a lot of people say yeah, really what you say, you condensate in, in this logo and this the B Corp, in the emblem, as you say, it's a long story short. It's a way to show the people to to tell us where we stand, which are our values. And the second motivation is the is the one also many people is the one that also in the literature is the attraction of people of talent. When I see Corp, I understand immediately Caspian, what it stands for. As you say, financial return is not our only purpose, not the prime purpose. We want to make an impact on people, on those women, as you say, that they are selling the eggs and the other one. So it's really a way and it's really important, especially in a market like India, where it's not well known just to get the right people, people that they have this burning passion for purpose and to make transformation like you, because I really loved your episode because you, I can see your passion, your burning power. When you talk about your work, you can see that it's not just the work. It's something that also you are really changing life of people. In, in your country, in India.
1: Thank you for, I mean, you are kind to say that. I I, I don't know if I can change a lot of things, but I think co- two years of COVID should have made everybody think that because I think COVID made us realize the value of our lives. I think all of us who are still living should be thankful for this life and do something about it, right? I mean, we could have been dead, probably made better use of our lives to make things around us better. You know, we are going towards the end. I want to ask, you said, we. If, especially
0: after COVID, we need to do, and we know the crisis. We need to be, we have. We have the responsibility as our generation to really do something good for this inequality and the problem we have, we are facing. So, which is the the way forward for Caspian? Where do you want to
1: go, and how you can want even to more empower innovation in India? So, I think what uh, we've been able to demonstrate in all these years is that we, uh, you know, as an investment manager or an investment intermediary. Uh, we have uh, kind of developed this expertise of being able to identify good quality enterprises that create impact. So I think we have been able to uh, demonstrate that. Uh, We've maintained very good portfolio quality, which is a demonstration of the fact that uh, we have been able to identify good quality companies. Now, the other thing that we've been able to successfully do is, uh, you know, small amounts, but we've been able to attract capital from commercial sources, impact investors, soft capital providers, all of them. And we've actually demonstrated product structures or ways in which all of this can be brought together and then debt capital can be moved to uh, high quality and impact creating enterprises. So I think we've demonstrated all of this in a small scale, but the need for debt for impact enterprises or impact creating enterprises is huge. We alone will not be able to meet the entire requirement we want to bring in more capital from like-minded investors or even commercial capital providers in combination with like-minded investors to create more blended capital so that we can drive it into uh, all these businesses so essentially we want to share our learnings and we want to transition from being a direct capital provider to uh, becoming a platform using which other investors lenders can directly provide capital to these companies we will of course continue doing this business of identifying these companies because that's what we specialize in going forward we are hoping to raise funds and create a platform through which uh, our ability to identify pipeline do risk management and ensure impact performance uh, to the extent that you can within the debt constraints of debt Uh, We will continue to provide that, whereas the capital, and of course also provide capital uh, as a demonstration of skin in the game, but can we use that to attract more capital, more DFIs coming in, more, uh, uh, you know, impact investors coming in, more commercial capital capital providers coming in. Uh, So essentially over the next three years, we would want to grow five times in terms of assets under management. I mean, uh, and that is going to be possible if... uh, we are able to partner with a larger number of, uh, you know, investors. So just to kind of give you a sense, we we are supported by the likes of FMO, which is the Dutch government's uh, DFI. We are supported by Triodos, which is a Dutch investment bank. We are supported by USDFC, which is the uh, you know the Development Finance uh, uh, Institution of the U.S. government. Uh, we are supported by family offices. Uh, we are supported by uh, several commercial lenders. You know entities like USAID, Rabo Foundation, uh, Dell Foundation. All of these people work with us. Can we increase our make our offerings available to a much larger set of uh, entities? And can we attract them to work with us? Is what we are trying to uh, look at. So that's that's a, that's what the future is. Five times in three years, consistent debt access for uh, impact creating enterprise in India
0: this is a really what we call an ambitious goal but i can see with your passion and the work and and the kind of support i can see you can ever even increase and leverage your impact even more and really getting more people as you said around and, and really help and we hope also you can be not only in india of course the the focus is is there but also maybe expand even your model in other areas
1: i would love to go to africa and southeast asia but uh we'll see. <laughs> <How> do...
0: <laughs> this is a hope and maybe I can see we can even discuss maybe in one year or two we see where Caspian has, has, has gone. As the last question, I know we will discuss even more because I can see it was a wonderful episode. The last question is usually a message, like the people are listening from all over the world to your, and I'm sure they have enjoyed a
1: lot this wonderful episode. What do you want to leave to them, Havisek? You know, you've got only one life, No matter what different cultures say, I I think it's responsibility and uh, a a matter of success for us as individuals of a life lived well. If you are able to positively contribute uh, to the society around you, and if you are able to contribute positively to the future for your future generations. So you can't be restricted to a job that does concerns you you have to do something either as an entrepreneur or in whichever job you are and you may be a teacher you may be you know an employee in an organization whatever it is you have to do it in a way that it has positive impact on other people's life if one life is lived better because of your existence you know it is a uh, in a way successful life if that is not happening and it's only you who's benefiting i don't know how that can sustain for the long term so you have only one life. Uh, try and make sure that you use that life to make lives of other people easier or better today and for the future. And thank you so much. And this is also,
0: I think, one of the purpose of the podcast, just to learn from change maker like you and try to give our contribution to change and really and solve the problem. Thank you so much, Avisek It's been a pleasure and an honor having you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Samuel. Pleasure talking to you. Are you satisfied after this wonderful episode? Let's continue together our sustainability journey.